Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Welcome back, everybody. I listen to the Discus Larry Collective podcast. I'm your host, Warren, here with Daryl. And today we're going to basically just chat about the day the wrestling world changed, I suppose you could say. Um, 20 years ago to the day, WCW's last ever episode of Nitro, Vince bought them out. It literally kind of changed yeah, the landscape of it. Daryl's sitting there a few minutes, I'd say, still. <laughs> 20 years on. <laughs> Devastated still. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it was, it's crazy looking back on it now, like we were just saying before we came on. It's just 20 years, it, it mad, it flew in, absolutely flew in. Um, but it has, it, it's never been the same since, really, like realistically. So I have like a quick timeline, I'll run through the timeline, and then we'll just talk about the impact that this still has on the business today. So if you go back to January 2001, ECW actually filed for bankruptcy. Paul Heyman was at the jumping ship to WWE playing the like announcer role, this that, and the other. And then obviously later on he'd end up being Brock Lesnar's mouthpiece. But yeah, he kind of knew obviously sinking ship, sell it off, file for bankruptcy or whatever, gone. So maybe that played into Vince being like, you know what? I only have to buy one more company now. And then I'm home free because the man just loves it. Loves the business. Uh loves the whole monopoly of it. Loves owning it. Um that's kind of proven, I suppose, today with the likes of talents that can't get out of contracts and they're sitting there basically held hostage. So that's that's how he operates. Um, after that then the next thing I copped as well when I was looking into it is by 2000 uh, Ted Turner didn't even own any part of WCW bar his name on a, on a piece of paper that's really it he sold most of it to Time Warner in 1996 and then sold the rest off to AOL that included some big contracts obviously that tied up to like Sting Ric Flair stuff like that Goldberg and the other one um, later on then they literally just hemorrhaged money um, 62 million they lost in one year in 2000 Um mainly true to obviously the big contracts as we were saying the likes of tv attendance uh live show attendance just dropping uh they tried to kind of i suppose spice things up by turning goldberg heel which uh horrendous decision obviously it, it proved to be a horrendous decision decision but um did, yeah. yeah obviously like the likes of yourself you are you you would have grown up watching wcw so i'd say when you look back on stuff like that it's it's a head scratcher to this day like why would you even try it um but uh, yeah, we'll get into that now in a sec anyway. But uh, another thing I seen was that Bischoff was actually going to buy it with a, like a media ventures company. But then they pulled out as well due to lack of attendance, uh, hemorrhage and money, stuff like that. You don't want to put your name on that. Um, then 23rd of, yeah, 23rd of March, 2001, that's when Vince actually bought it all. Bought the name, the logo, the video library, obviously included a few contracts. I think it included 25 contracts or something. The likes of uh, Buff Bagwell, Lance Storm. DDP, Booker T, Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson was another big one, uh, Billy Kidman, Chavo Guerrero, some big names or that went on to have like a good bit of success. Um, Sean O'Hare, I think, was another one. He had a, a bit of a run as it well. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, Hugh Morris, he was Hugh actually Morris. a massive role still, yeah. Yeah. 
training people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, yeah, there was a few omissions. Whether it was obviously the AOL contracts that tied up some big names, but also there was a few guys that must have had he with WWE and Vince. Maybe Jeff Jarrett wasn't part of the plan at all. He was called apparently and told, "Well, yeah, we're not taking it on. See you later." So yeah, remember? Yeah, the tea and the the parts where uh, Vince is saying that he bought it. Yeah. And there's a part where he goes, yeah, I'm there's people like Jeff Jarrett who calls himself J R E double F and now he's gonna be called G double O double N double E. I was like, fucking hell, shot shots absolute fire. Yeah. That's one way of getting the boot or not being kept on. Yeah, literally it's it's insane. He really doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? And at that stage he was full on tyrant Vince McMahon, I suppose you could say. Now obviously we don't know what golf should have said. Uh Obviously, I'd love to sit down and chat to him about it, but uh, obviously, the chance of me getting to meet Vince McMahon or us getting to meet me for his very slim. But uh, I'd love to know what went through his head, whether it was like, Do you know what, I'm going to make a show with these guys who tried to put me out of business. Obviously, you would have that in the back of your head. Um, the likes of Sting, that's why he never bothered. But wasn't the WWE then after that? You know what I mean? He was always like, No, I had a feeling they'd take the paint off me, they'd bury me on the TV, which you would, like, because realistically, you were direct competitors for years. So, yeah, it would be in the well, back it was, of That's head. like, I, look, I know I said it before, like I'm a massive Sting fan and stuff like that. When he didn't actually go and when I didn't see him being signed up. Yeah. And then when I had it, it was actually on a DVD um, with Sting and Goldberg on WCW. And I think it was, um, pretty sure it was, I can't remember. But it, it was, he said that the, the main reason why he didn't go to WCW, or sorry, WWE was because of The Rock. Oh. And Booker T facing off. Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. And then, yeah, and he turns around and he goes, eh, uh, Rockles, who are you? Yeah. And that was it. He was just like, no, ever since then, it was just like a lack of respect for me. That's like a massive reason why he didn't go. But then as I looked more into it, um, that was what, 2001? Yeah. So that's fine. That's fair enough. But Rock had taken extended leave. He, he was filming at that time. Yeah. So during the time of his absence, he had WCW guys coming in. And then Booker, he was holding the belt and all that stuff. So as when he came in, he was like, who are you? Like yeah. you weren't here when I was here. Like it, I don't think it was a, you know, a way of burying WCW. Maybe it was, but I think I don't think The Rock is that person to to be like that. And mm. um, but then for WrestleMania, I think it was two thousand two. Um, Sting was supposed to wrestle, and he was penciled in for uh, wrestling against Kurt Angle. Oh shit. Uh, but yeah, it, it never developed or whatever. It's um, it's actually an interview with JBL and Sting. Oh, nice. says, um, but just because of contracts, attorneys, blah blah blah, it just it never worked. Shame, it never, it? It never, it never panned out. Yeah, so it's not always like yeah, he just didn't want to go because of blah blah blah. It was it was certain things, but he said yeah. it was because of the Booker T thing. But then again, a year later, he was going to sign, but it just didn't work out with contract reasons, or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad actually because if you think about it, like staying obviously a legend, um, and the matches he could have had, like with the likes of Core Angle, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, obviously a big one, Rock Austin, uh, yeah, so many of them, even the likes of Kane or even WCW matches, just like him and Booker again, him and DDP again. Do you know what I mean on a on yeah. a bigger scale, I suppose, or at WrestleMania, it would kind of yeah keep your interest. It would have been massive. Mm. Yeah, it would have been massive for the likes of them guys to have fights again. That they've used it and just redo that whole match again, but just on a WWE um, TV. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I didn't watch a whole lot of WWE back then. 
Yeah. I was literally WCW, that's it. I didn't care about WWF mm. till later on. Uh, basically, when the guy started going over. Yeah. So it was just, he could have had so many great matches with the likes of Booker T or when the likes of Hogan and stuff went back when they got signed up or whatever. Yeah. The potential to have the draws that they could have had for doing the exact same matches just on a WWE or WWF TV that no WWF fans probably watched. When it was on WCW, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's a shame. Like looking back on it, um, yeah, especially the way obviously he did sign later on years later, um, to WWE, and it didn't really work out for him. Got the injury and stuff, and uh, you yeah, had to pack it in. And obviously now he's in AEW, and hopefully he goes on to do great things. He already had a good start now there, but just mad. It's actually just mad when you think about it. Um, I suppose then, we, yeah, we will move on to the final episode of Nitro. Then, so final episode of Nitro was twenty years ago to the day, twenty uh, sixth of March basically like a week before WrestleMania 17, the best WrestleMania of all time in a lot of people's eyes, which is crazy because so many things moved forward so quick, I suppose, if you think about it. Um, we had, yeah, the episode of Raw started. Uh, Vince was on like a, sim- a simulcast, whatever you want to call it, where he's on both shows almost, doing doing a, kind of like a Zoom call, actually, I suppose you could say. Um, he's live, obviously, at Raw in Cleveland, and then he's broadcasting to wherever it is in Florida or something like that, to um, Nitro. And then you had the whole storyline where like he was kind of bigging himself up all episode on Raw and stuff. And he was like, oh yeah, I've done it. I've won the war. Da, 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 da. I can just afford to buy them out. And he was playing that tyrant, obviously that character. But also I say there was a bit of realism to that as well. He was delighted, I'd say, that he was like, you know what, I've put everyone oh, yeah. Yeah, out of it, out business. Like ECW, as I said, already folded at that time. WCW now he owns everything. Fired obviously them, say five or 10 wrestlers. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just mad. Like, and then they had the whole kayfabe storyline of Shane on Nitro being like, "No, actually, I bought the company." And as you were saying, that kind of gave a bit more of a, a spark then to Shane and Vince at Mania. Um, but apart from that, like, it is just they say for example, if Shane had a bought it, it was own money, four point two million. That's nothing really to them. Do you know what I mean? They could, yeah, you wouldn't even notice that. Um, I sometimes I think it would have been cool if someone came in, whether it was Shane decided to just sweep in underneath Vince's nose and boy without him actually knowing in real life like regardless of the storyline it would have been cool if someone kind of bought it and it built it again do you know what I mean like the way we were chatting before we came on about uh, Shane wanted the WWE ECW uh, rebrand you know six or whatever yeah. that was kind of his brainchild he was like I think we can do something with that and then obviously Paul Heyman on board as well it, it had all the kind of and obviously the previous two uh, one night stands had all the I would just say the right ingredients yeah, it did. It really did. And it would have been cool to see WCW survive almost. And if it had been live like that, and say, for example, Vince honestly didn't know when he, like, not necessarily he was playing the character, but he didn't know about it. And Shane just showed up on Raw. There was no simulcast. There was nothing like that. And Shane shows up on, sorry, uh, Nitro. I was like, Do you know what? I'm, I'm after buying this company. This isn't your last episode of Nitro. Imagine, like, it would have been crazy. Um, obviously, it was a nice way to close it as well, but Flair and Sting kind of uh, a little throwback to the first Nitro as well. Flair and Sting so it was a nice way to end it but it is crazy like the man just boom, that's mine picks it up um, Nitro yeah Nitro comes and goes and then the Monday Night Wars is gone uh, technically WWE won it anyway um, once Mick Foley won the WWE Championship in 98 or 99 I can't actually remember the year should have looked into that to be honest but um, so once that happened WCW never got the never beat Raw on the ratings again Obviously, they were still direct competitors because I bought on prime time on Monday nights, but they never actually bet them in the ratings again. And in terms of the final scores or whatever, I have it here. So it was 154 wins for Monday Night Raw, 
112 wins for a Monday Nitro and four draws. So obviously Nitro was heads and tails above of uh, Raw for years, um, constantly on the upturn. And Raw was just struggling around, like say 96, 97. And then it was the likes of say, like an Austin kind of pulling the company up. Uh, then obviously Mick Foley, as I said, winning the belt. But um, watching it live, obviously I wasn't really watching it live back then. I would have been too young. Like I was watching bits and pieces of wrestling from DVDs or tapes, I suppose you could say. Um, like my neighbors and stuff would give me a lot of tapes. And then in terms of WWF, I was watching like, uh, again, tapes, uh, pay-per-views and um, the games, the wrestling games. When they came out, that's how I kind of got into it. Um, but watching that live, I'd say it was like super exciting, I'd say, because you had that competition. So like, yeah, it's just, that's what's lacking, yeah. I think now. I think yeah, that's... Like, I, I, there's a part of me that, look, I don't understand. Maybe it was, yeah, Vince is just his ego. He just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. But from a you know a business standpoint, like it would have been nearly better for him to keep WCW the way it was. Yeah. Get rid of some of the, the dirt that's in it, what you don't like, like any 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 business. Um and then maybe move it to a different night and have it as because like SmackDown wasn't there, was it? Yeah. SmackDown was, SmackDown wasn't was there. there. So you would have had so you would have had three brands then. So you would have had just have it on a different night. Yeah. And you would have still all them wrestlers, you probably would have had AOL or whoever it was paying big contracts still. So you're getting all your top top guys still yeah. getting paid nice money. And you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. Um, and then you could have had that the likes of the drafts and stuff. It wouldn't have been great, but yeah, the he just wanted to bury it. Yeah, he just wanted to bury it completely, which is which is kind of sad because I think WCW would have lot, or done a lot better than the ECW brand, the way they rebranded it. Yeah, I think I think you're right there as well. Actually, it's a it's it's worth yeah. It's sitting down and kind of looking at what could have been when you are saying about if they had to just kind of they bought it and kept it, um, or had the likes of AOL still run it, um, pay the big contracts. You still have that slight competition, um, as well. Like at the time, uh, I think Thursday Thunder or whatever it was, that was gone enough. That that went tits up. I think around late two thousand, early two thousand one, um. So they only had the one show. So it actually made perfect sense if they had kept it. Moved it to Wednesday or something. Wednesday night mm. has a good sound to it. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, that's that's actually, we could do that for a video. See what, what you could have pulled from that. Go back and look at the rosters and see what you could have done with that. It would have been, it would be cool for yeah. a video or a podcast. But um, yeah, I suppose just like yeah, in short then to kind of wrap it up. They've been on a pause now for 20 years. Um, a year after um, WCW went under and they bought them in, or bought them out, you had Ring of Honor and TNA both started in 2002. No, neither company hit the heights of obviously a WWE. TNA, we were chatting about, it came close in certain kind of ways, um, especially the SmackDown. SmackDown was kind of flailing around that time. Um, not necessarily 02, but years later, say 06, 07, stuff like that. Um, even into 09, that TNA roster we were chatting about there, AJ, Kazarian, uh, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Then they had Sting, Kurt Angle, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, um, Booker T, I'm probably missing out on loads anyway. All the tag teams then, yeah, Bear Money, Mortar uh, City Machine Guns, yeah, Dudley Boys. LAX. LAX, yeah, it's a stacked roster, really was. And uh, they had all the kind of tools to kind of go forward. If they had to get the right financial backing, as we were saying, um, they just didn't have that production value to do anything really to to mess with WWE. Um, we had a great idea with well, the I mean, like, Yeah, like I know we, we were saying there just before, if you are to look at a bigger picture here to to take it apart. Now this could be just my opinion. Nearly ninety percent of people probably won't agree with me, but I feel like if you were to look at all the the promotions that are out there now currently, even WCW maybe, 
WWE currently now, I think, could be nearly bottom of the pile for actual performance on matches. A lot of them. At least before. I know the last couple of weeks and couple of months now have been picking up, but other than that, I, a lot of the matches were not great. It's just yeah. the production values that are are taking them over. If you start looking at the likes of the Impact, AEW, uh, New Japan, NWA, like a lot of them matches are fucking leaps and bounds ahead of WWE. But again, yeah. it's that production value that just you could never, ever, ever reach WWE sites. No. You're never going to compete. No. And that's the thing. That's that's what's a, a good kind of, I suppose, light at the end of the tunnel for some, some fans as well. Like AEW, obviously, they're only getting better. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're on the up. Um, obviously, yeah, they, they get about 750, maybe 780. Sometimes they even hit 800,000 fans in of viewers in um, ratings was they do be smashing their next day most uh, most weeks uh, I think they've been undefeated now and I don't know how long uh, in terms of the ratings war there Wednesday night wars as they say but um, it's mad to think like if they I wonder if they can break a million if they can break I honestly think if AW can break a million viewers and they can do it consistently even over a period of a month or so I reckon Vince will kind of take note of it and it wouldn't be like oh boys we need to buy them it'll be more like we need to step the game up a bit uh, because Raw gets around 1.6 million, uh, 1.8 million. Um, SmackDown's roughly around the same, slightly off. But um, if you have a show that's on Wednesday, not even competing with you on a Monday or a Friday, say, if you have a show on a Wednesday that has a stacked roster like AW does, um, me and Glenn were chatting about it, they, it feels a bit imbalanced right now, but it, it can it can get get better, it can get up there. I feel if you can start hitting a million when NXT moves to Tuesdays, that's a, a, a statement of intent kind of thing. It's like, great, look what we can do unopposed. And then you think to yourself, we wonder what happened if they'd go, if they ever did go head to head with Raw. Because Raw sometimes is very hard to watch. Do you know what I mean? The whole three hours and all that. If you got AEW even picking up an hour over Raw, and then next thing you know, maybe an hour and a half, maybe the full two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's It, it could be reminiscent yeah. of that kind of competition and not necessarily like Vince going out as a tyrant and like, oh, I'm buying this, I'm buying that. More like, Right, he's, he's going to have to take a step back and he's going to have to let other people kind of take the reins of it and be like, right, put on the best show you can. Like, if you look at NXT, they have great shows most of the time and they still can't beat the looks of a dynamite. So you need to kind of step back mm. and be like, why is that? Do you know what I mean? Um, but again, I think there, you're, you're going back into that production value then. It is, yeah. Like even I think AEW have a better production value than NXT. They do. They absolutely do, yeah. And I think uh, if they can get like the way obviously Raw goes, obviously not right now because of the pandemic, but Raw usually tours. Do you know what I mean? It'd be one night in Arkansas, then next week it's in wherever else, Wichita, something like that. Do you know what I mean? That man for like, going around the country. If AEW start doing that, I'm sure you can start, like, you know what I mean? What would you say? Putting the, the pressure on them. Not necessarily, obviously, as I said, they're going to beat them and topple the company. They're one of the fucking world's biggest conglomerates now in sports entertainment. Do you know what I mean? They have absolutely everything under lock and key, whether it's video on demand, like the network, now they're with Peacock and NBC for American fans. Uh, obviously, merch sales outrageously, like through the roof, constantly. Um, live shows. And else, new figures there actually just again. Diego. Uh, yeah. Today, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hype of new figures always out the arse. And then WrestleMania. You can't compete with WrestleMania. Now it's a full week show. It literally is. We were at the scene of this week, this year. So, yeah, on a post for 20 years for a reason, anyway. Um, but, uh, I'd love to see now what will the next, say, 20 odd years hold. But that impact from them buying that, that company, that WCW, all them years ago, it's still being felt. Because you can't, like, there is no other company at that level. Yeah. But yeah. it's good to see, it's good to see that, like, you know, it's AEW going on to TNT now and they're kind of, 
you know, it's it's going back back again onto the TNT. It's it's after twenty years. Yeah. It feels right, like and it's you're getting that stuff that we haven't had for ages. That fight, like yeah, you had said before, you know, we yeah, we had TNA at Ring of Honor, stuff like that. Yeah. There was nothing even that could come close yeah. to WWE. So yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing, like with AEW now going forward. And I know obviously people say like some people slate the company and they're like, oh, the WCW 2.0 and this and that. Obviously, yeah, you can draw comparisons in some ways. And it's it's small sometimes. I mean, I don't think it's as big as WCW in terms of like what WCW did over the course of the few years that it was around. It was there for years, like literally. AEW is still fresh. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, there's comparisons you can draw. The TNT thing being the, the main one. Um, the past few weeks has ended with a brawl. WCW, I'm mad for doing that as well. Do you know what I mean? But again, that's wrestling at the end of the day. You have to keep things kind of ticking over. You have to do your tried and true formulas. But um, I'd like to see now, yeah, what happened now in the next few years, just because it, it could inspire that kind of fight or just shake things up a bit because already it's a breath fresh air. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't see, like sometimes obviously you might get a bad show or so, but it's it's very rare. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it's mm. a lot easier to watch the most things. But uh, like if you think of AEW now, obviously I know WCW was on a downturn when they got bought out. If you could watch AEW now every night of the week, whereas you probably couldn't sit through an episode of the Thousand and One Night Show, do you know what I mean? So they're already doing something better anyway, as far as you can say. You were nearly tuning in every week, just hoping that something good was going to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, sadly, sadly not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Vinnie Mac, throwing the cat around that what I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call it a day on this anyway. We just wanted to kind of chat about yeah, twenty years on still being felt I suppose um, great time I suppose if you're watching it live or even going back and watching it on the likes of the network it's great to watch like they have a series about 20 part series about it if, if you just haven't watched it around it's fantastic uh, also just going back and watching random episodes of Nitro or random episodes of Raw like you can you can like, feel that competition when you're watching it and that's what's deadly like and uh, although yeah they did sink and they got bought out at the end of the day they still left an impact as well like if it wasn't for WCW you wouldn't have that level of WWE you had then for a, a long time. So they, they did bring out the best in each other as well. So I, uh, I think that's a good note to leave on. Anyway, instead of keep keep bashing companies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll call it a day here. Uh, if you want to drop a comment, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know what you think of, yeah, the landscape of wrestling, what you think of it, like what it's like nowadays with AEW, with other companies, NWA is another one. Impact New Japan, there's all sorts that you can kind of factor in. Uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what you thought of the video, what you thought of our thoughts, what your thoughts are on it. Um, yeah, give it, give the video a like, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you listen to this, we you get your podcast, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on there as well, it like really helps us out. And then catch us on the social medias. Uh, D, this is Larry on Twitter, and this is Larry Collective on Instagram. And then until next time, then. See you soon.